Hey, you guys. Hi. Hey. Hey. I'm so happy to be talking to you right now. Hi, everybody. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. I'm M. I'm them. It's them and M. Yeah. Pretty much. You can figure out what that means. It's not hard to figure (laughs) out. One is one. One is the other. Yeah. Use one. Use one ounce of critical thinking. If you will. Okay, let's handle- not attack. Okay. Let's not attack sorry. the viewers. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Listeners. Sorry. sorry. Friends, that family. Was, that was strangers. I don't know what happened there. Supporters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of friends, family, strangers, yeah. supporters, um, just since we're at the beginning of the podcast, I feel like most people listen to this part, we just want to throw out a message Next week, in our next episode, episode 10, we're wanting to do, like, an advice or, like, answer questions from people kind of thing. Oh, that would also be interesting if you want to ask us questions. Yeah, literally just ask us questions, ask for advice, anything. We want to interact. Interact with our fan base. Uh, Yes, fan base. (laughs) (laughs) All of our fans. So true. Ten of you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyways, so... So next week, like next Friday, we'll be like putting on both of our stories, just like, you know, you know, the little question thing that people sometimes put on their stories that you can respond to. So if you're not following us on Instagram, go follow us on Instagram so that you can get that next week. Or you can even, if you miss it, you can just DM us. You can DM DM us at any time this week and ask questions or advice or just say something nice. That's a good idea, too. Give us, like, compliments and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, DMs are open. Yeah, Yeah, DMs are open for you to compliment us. No, for real. Mm -hmm. Like, we would be really cool if we could get some questions. Mm -hmm. Our our, our Instagram handles in in the Spotify bio? No, I can't figure out how to... You can't just type them? You don't have to link them. No, because the issue is that... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't know what that noise is. I couldn't even recreate that. I know. (laughs) Jeez. That was natural. (sighs) Okay. Anyway, you don't upload podcasts directly to Spotify. I have to go through this other website, and then the other website updates Spotify. So, But we have a bio. I know, but the bio is from the other... I don't know. I'll, I'll try to figure it out. But if I can't figure it out, because <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> then my Instagram is Emily at EmilyYoke underscore E-M-I-L-Y-Y-O-K-E underscore. Yeah. I am at Lord Tyward, L-O-R-D-E-T-Y-W-A-R-D. Yes. Yay. <laughs> okay. Not Lordy Tywardy. Not Lordy Tywardy. Everyone thinks it's like that. Yeah, it's not. And if you thought that, no offense. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's a common mistake. Common mistake. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Anyways. Yeah. How's your time been on this earth? Oh wow. Lately. Traumatic. I know. <laughs> well, you guys, what's it called? Mercury is out of retrograde. I know. And I was I, thinking about that. I wish I felt that way. Um, I've had a. Pretty, uh, I've been in the trenches this mm-hmm. week, and I'll leave it at that. But Well, I have a theory that, yeah. I don't know, this Mercury in retrograde was really, I think it was hard for me. It was yeah. hard for a lot of people. Uh, uh, mostly everyone I've talked to. Yeah, I definitely felt, felt it this time. And I think yeah. now, like, I think it's kind of like a bounce back where it's not like, whoop, like, it's a bounce back where it's like, oh, 
you yeah, know, like, I feel like, like catch your breath. Yeah. Even like my Nana, she was having like the worst time and she literally looked it up to see if Mercury was in retrograde. And it mm-hmm. was like, we hadn't even talked about it. And then she texted me the other day and she was like, Mercury is finally out of retrograde. <laughs> like, it's like a rejoice. Let's yeah. pick up the pieces mm-hmm. that just all crumbled. And your Nana is French Canadian. She- <laughs> so that means something. <laughs> yes. I definitely see that correlation. I don't know. I feel something. like French Canadians are little sticklers. To what? You know. <laughs> oh, not explain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a compliment. Also, I just spilled oh. water all over myself. Oh, <laughs> oh Lordy Tyward. <laughs> no. No. Oh, Lord Tyward. Okay. No, but yeah, I feel the same way. Okay. Retweet. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just been mm-hmm. one of those weeks, you guys, but we. A lot of sleeping, a lot of day naps. And I'm not even a napper. Like I'm historically, I historically don't like naps because I feel Mm. like I'm missing out. And I usually feel like I have a lot of energy. But this week, one day I came home from work and I slept from like one to six. That is like unheard of for me. Like a long time. It's a long time. This I. That's a shift. That's a shift. Yeah, that's a shift. Um, (laughs) I just left. (laughs) 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 That's a shift. You're so right. Oh my god. Jesus. Oh my um, God. You were like, so right. I, I got 10 hours of sleep last night and I still, like I ate my breakfast this morning and I was like, whew, and I yeah. fell back asleep. <laughs> like, come on. It's been a recharge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're pulling it back together. We're mm. going to go get sushi tonight. So that will solve something. I'm sure. Something. Yeah. Oh, you can eat sushi on yeah. a conveyor belt. On a conveyor belt. I've never been to a conveyor belt sushi. I'm mm-hmm. really excited. Uh, and yeah. they have little pastries. Like, that's the main thing I'm excited about is the pastries. I mean, I'm excited for sushi. I'm excited for the sushi. But you know me. I'm a sugar girl. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just desserts type of gal. I flipped I had a lot more than dessert, too. Yeah. Um, just weird, like, B point from that. I always thought it was a missed opportunity that none of the Spice Girls was, like, sugar spice. Oh, my God. Cinnamon. Is it- <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But, you know, their name's, like, Baby oh. Spice, Scary Spice. Oh. <laughs> Baby Spice, Scary Spice, Sporty Spice, Sugar Spice. I thought that would have been a good one. Wait, is Cinnamon Spice a girl? Or Who no? Who are you talking about? Ginger Spice? Oh. <laughs> Cinnamon spice. <laughs> Is cinnamon spice a girl? <laughs> Ginger spice. Okay, you didn't say that one, did you? Just I now. said sugar spice. Is ginger I didn't spice say, a girl? Yeah, gin, oh. gin, <laughs> no, I'm not saying is she a girl. I'm saying is she one, is of, them? She one of them? Is she a spice girl? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay. ginger, ginger oh, okay. spice. So I guess sporty that's scary spa- space, space, <laughs> uh, sporty scary baby, baby posh. Ginger. God, scary spice. Yeah. <laughs> That's like funny. Who's scary I, spice? Mel. Mel Brooks. Oh. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if that's a blessing or a curse to be scary spice. I don't get it either. Honestly, yeah. I think she's funny more than she is scary. Oh. I think scary just means like. Is she th- like emo type? No, thing? she was just like, I got attitude. Oh. Scary. But they all have attitude. They do all have attitude. Mm-hmm. They're spice. Mm-hmm. I would be scary spice. If I had to be one. Hmm. I'd want to be. But I wouldn't be scary. And like, well, I guess I would be scary in a way of like, I have attitude, but I'd, I'd yeah. take it like. Too far. <laughs> I'd take it too. Hide <laughs> behind bushes and scare children. <laughs> more, uh, more like gothic vampire vibe. Oh, that would be really cool. That's how I would be scary spice. Yeah. 
I honestly... Little Huddy. <laughs> me, Little Huddy. <laughs> little Huddy's non-binary vibes. <laughs> and B Spice. <laughs> I honestly forgot all the names of the Spice Girls as soon as I you said just... them. I know, but... Sporty, Baby, Scary, uh, Posh, Oh, Baby ginger. Spice would be cute for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. I could, baby. I, I feel like I'm stuck between Baby and Scary, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> is Baby a Spice? Yeah, yeah, baby, baby spice. Is spice. Isn't baby she spice. has like a little cute pink outfit? I gotta be honest, I'm not the biggest. Like, that was a little bit before my time. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the Spice Girls other than I. I know Victoria Beckham. Yeah, I had. Oh, I would not be Baby Spice. Sorry. Why not? Um, she's just not my vibe. I'm looking it up right now. Um, show me. Hold on. The little blonde one is Baby. Yeah. I know that one. It would be ginger spice, but like ginger spice in like the French way. <laughs> I honestly think I I do relate most to either ginger spice or scary spice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, do you have any tales to tell of your week? <sighs> um well, this week's episode is about music, but I'll go ahead and include a music thing. Um, yesterday, so I have, uh, I have actually, I don't even feel like telling the story. Never mind. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, no, I don't have a single story to tell. Okay, this avoid week. that. Um, I just have one thing I want to say. Okay. <laughs> what if I started singing? <laughs> I just got one thing that I want to say. Yes. And then I start singing. Yeah. I won't. Um, no, so this past weekend was me and Nate's anniversary, and we went to Dollywood. Yeah, Dollywood. Just gay people going to Dollywood. We thought that'd be a great idea. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. And it was. It was. And then, of course, after Dollywood, another great idea, we went to Chick-fil-A, <laughs> you know. And we were in line with, Chick- with Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I was on hold. <laughs> and the guy comes up to our, our car, and... And I can say this because I'm gay, but he was obviously gay. And In what uh, ways was he obviously gay, Tyler? Well, the thing, Let's well, get into it. He first said, what can I get for you guys, honey? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, we're safe here. Yeah. And we ordered, and he took our card, and he, he looks at Nate, and he looks at me. And then he goes, can I ask you a personal question? And any gay person, like, you know that silence of, like, can I ask you a question? Like that tone of voice of like, is coming of like, are you gay? Or like, (laughs) top or bottom? What is going on? (laughs) Can I ask you a personal question? (laughs) And so we were like, we we were like, okay. But, and, and he's, he's obviously gay. So he's probably just going to be like, y'all gay. And so we were like, yeah, go ahead. And he says, how long have you guys been together? Which I thought was such an interesting way to ask that the assumption number one yeah and it was almost like a power move of like i mean i'm not even gonna ask are you a couple i'm not even gonna ask are you gay yeah how long have you been together like it's boot like you know like (laughs) boot (laughs) but got you and uh it was just and we thought that was funny because it was our anniversary so she was like actually it's our anniversary little serve and then he was like oh my god you should have told me i would have like got you a free dessert and he hadn't scanned our car- credit card yet. So we were like, uh, 
go ahead. And then he just laughed and inserted our credit card into the reader. And we were like, yeah, of course. Lies. I don't know why he would say that. I know. Don't even (laughs) offer it. But just the idea of Chick-fil-A giving like a gay couple a free dessert for their anniversary. I I thought that was hilarious. We could have taken that to the news. Oh, my God. You should have. Could have got that guy fired. Yeah. You could have. (laughs) You should have. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you should have. (laughs) Kidding. Everyone don't redacted. Redacted. Um. Okay. You got any obsessions right now? Yeah, I'm obsessed with being an artist. Oh wow! <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know, but I have gotten back into like get into my sketchbook. Yeah. And making honestly bad sketches, but. It, I think it's enough to just sketch. Yeah. Okay. To just put the pen to paper. Oh, put the wow. put the put the and make something. Yeah. Art. Yeah. Pop. I'm a huge fan of the arts and I commend you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you. No, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you have an obsession of anything? This is so stupid, but I mean, I have really been devoid of joy this past week, so I don't have really anything new. Yeah. Um, New obsession, sleeping, but... What I will say is that just now I've gotten into Wordle. It never Mm. hit me ever this whole time. And then we started doing it at work. And I am positively obsessed with it. Like, it's the favorite moment of my day when my coworker takes that phone out and puts it on top of the espresso machine and we start doing the Wordle. Oh, you guys do it together as a team? Yeah. You don't do it separately? No, we all do it together. Oh, Wait, what? That's not cheat. You're supposed fun. it's supposed to be an individual. No. The f- the f- well, you're missing out on the competition of it. No, we're not a con- we're not competing against each other. We're working with each other. I know, but you're it's missing out bonding. on the competition of it. It's team bonding. You're missing out because I mean, it's fun. Yeah. With the people who aren't at work, like whenever, like, like if. Come on. <laughs> you got it. If like one of us is off that day, mm-hmm. then the people at work will send it and then then now you got to go. Now we have to see mm-hmm. who, you know, who is better, the entire group of people at work or one person. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. Um so I don't know, I just really enjoy it like it's so funny. There's so much joy that comes from mm-hmm. getting it. Um, it's so collaborative. Customers have even um, joined in sometimes. Oh yeah, and that's I think, fun. Yeah, I think that's really sweet. Um, and yeah, it's just it's it's a good time to play mm-hmm. Wordle. And yeah, I'm still I, sorry. On. Well, I do think <laughs> I remember last the last time I was happiest was when I was in my Wordle era. Yeah, it's fun. And. Um, me and my coworkers got the rush of like playing against each other. Cause they, mm. like Allison would always show up to work and she'd be like, she'd look at me and she'd be like, you done the wordle yet? And I was like, ah, shit. And then it was like a race to like who would get it first. Mm. And I'll be honest, confession. Yeah. Um, especially after the New York post, like bought it and all those like fucked up words happened. <laughs> um, if I didn't get it by the last try, I would just Google it. Mm hmm. And I'm proud to say right that. Now. I'm you dragged me a bit. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Ew, the way I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Cheating on Wordle. <laughs> I think it's okay. Mm, I don't think so, but okay. 
You play as a team. Uh, that's just... That's that's its own form that's of cheating. That's pure. That's, that's awesome. I will look back on this in 20 years. And <laughs> tell, I'll look back on 20 years. Tell my Googling kids. Wordle. <laughs> tell my kids. <laughs> tell I Googled kids. Wordle. Um, all right. Well, that's my obsession. Girdle. What? Google Wordle. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Have you played any of the other, like, Wordle? No. We tried to do the music Wordle, but... We had to listen to it, and so mm. we were just like playing music from our phone, but also not, like yeah. on bar, <laughs> and it was just like, all right, this is a bit much right now. Taylor at all? Yeah, I don't think anyone in my work is fifties. Boo! And I'm afraid to bring out the loodle, <laughs> so that's, don't that's be. a can of worms don't that be. I can't open there. Don't be. Move on. Yeah, let's move on. Okay. Lettuce. So tomato this- and lettuce. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Sandwich <laughs> vibes. Okay. So this week, we're going to be talking about something a little bit serious. No, not uh-huh. serious. Just normal. Not. It's just a normal. It's just a based. normal conversation. Don't make it weird. Um, we're just talking. We're, ta- we're going to be talking about music and specific things about music. <laughs> and we're talking about music. <laughs> what kind of music do you like? No, not talking about that. So basically... Well, we could talk about what kind of music we like. Oh, yeah, I guess we could. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's deeper than that. Yeah, um, so deep. So basically, if you do not know, I am a musician. Recording artist. I'm a recording artist. I am. No, but I really am. Like, my entire life, I've done music. No, for real, guys. For real. Hey, I'm getting serious. <laughs> for real. Um, I played piano for all of middle school and high school. I was in chorus all of middle school and high school. I did a bit of chorus in college. And then once I was, like, settled in this apartment and stuff, um, I kind of left music to the wayside for a bit when I was in the trenches of college. And then once we moved here and I got just established in my life and I was like I think I'm gonna get back into music because it was uh, something I missed so then I ended up spending just so much money and I got a nice keyboard I got um a microphone set my BFF Cole shout out Cole he gave me his old MacBook and um so now I can use like GarageBand and set everything up into the MacBook and that has been oh my god just the um best thing ever and so anyway I started I wrote music my entire life. Like when I was involved in music, I was always like from the time I was like 12, I was writing music. And I mean, not the best music, but I was writing music and I missed doing that. And so then once I got my equipment and I started writing music again, um, and then like six months into that, I released a song called he loves you. And, um, shockingly it went, really shockingly well it went viral on tiktok and um it now has like um i don't know 273,000 streams i think and um my tiktok got a little following and so ever since then i've just been that was like actually almost exactly a year ago. I released that song on June 17th. Um, and since then, I've been working on an EP that I hope to release at the end of summer. Okay. That was a long-winded explanation. Mm-hmm. All of this to say, I am heavily involved in music, singing, songwriting, recording, and doing it essentially all um, financially 
producing wise, like yeah. every aspect of music I do by myself other than the mixing and mastering. Basically you are the music industry. I, <laughs> I am everything. You are top tier knowledge of music. I am. So everything you say to yeah. today will be right. <laughs> Those are my credentials and they're the highest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe you it or not. Get any more than that. <laughs> top tier. Yeah, no, I just I wanted to put all of that um first so that everything else that we say today has a context and my opinions have a little bit of context. Yeah, so you get why it interests. Yeah. This is where the interest comes in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Done. All right. Good podcast. So we mainly just wanted to just talk about... Oh, your computer turned off. Your pewter. Uh, we mainly just want to talk about artists and the concept of like an artist doing it by themselves question mark. Cause I feel like that's a big thing, especially on TikTok, on growing artists and the video just um, went around of Halsey who made that. Mm-hmm. I'll give it to her viral, viral video. Like she got her viral moment, mm-hmm. but she made that TikTok where it's like, my, in, my label is forcing me to have a viral moment just to sell my music. And she's like, I just want to sell music guys. And a lot of people have thoughts and opinions on that. Yeah, I know I do. Uh, That's like a huge thing right now is like, Oh my God, I just want to be a musician, but my label is making me make a TikTok to promote it. Oh God. You have a label. You have a label. You're good, sweetie. Like, yeah, and we're not talking to Halsey specifically. Yeah. <laughs> just, this is not at no, Halsey. I'm canceling Halsey no, right now. She's a lovely person. This is this is that was just for context. Yeah. This is now separate yeah. from Halsey. That one night there pisses me off. I understand that you don't want to make TikToks. A lot of the times I don't want to make TikToks. Mm-hmm. But you have especially these bigger artists who are like, oh yeah. my label makes me want to do this. No. You have hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people who are following you, who yeah. you have a tour going on, you have albums, you like have you songs have a sold going out. out. Yeah. yeah. You, have a, you have a tour, many of them sold out. Yeah. You have financial backing. Yeah. Just make a TikTok. You already have albums out yeah. that people are like, yeah. like Grammy nominated albums. Yeah. I understand that it's like the music industry and the music industry has changed a lot since TikTok. And that's happened. it. That the music industry has changed. Yeah. That's not a good or bad thing. Yeah. It's just it has now changed. It's true. And you've got like as a musician, musician, <laughs> I really do. It's it's unfortunate because maybe TikTok is some people's forte. But like you got to change with it. If TikTok yeah. is what's blowing up music right now. um, Come on now. Yeah. Like yeah. it's that whole thing where it's like. Every time there's a new generation, something's changed. And the generation before is, like, upset about it and says it's, like, bad. Like, the whole joke of, like, people who used to read books are, like, (laughs) oh, all you do is watch TV. You should read a book. And then people, before books were invented, they were, like, oh, all you do is read books. You need to go outside. Yeah. And it's, it's just tale as old as time. Yeah. And TikTok is, like, the new of the music industry. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing, honestly, because I think it gives a lot of growing artists power. Oh, yeah. I was watching, I was actually watching a TikTok about that the other day, where people are like, oh, the music industry is worse than it ever has been because you have to 
like the music industry is looking to TikTok mm-hmm. um, for new music. And it's like, for me personally, that's a this great is, thing. Yeah, this is the best the music industry has ever been for someone like me who has no connections, who doesn't have a lot of money. Like, all you need is a viral moment. Yeah. And the fact that, like, like I think my song could have never gone viral the way it did before yeah. TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, that just simply wouldn't have happened. But it's, you know, if you know how to use TikTok and you have something, like, if you have something good and you know how to... <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> if you have something good and you know how to use TikTok and you can portray yourself as... I don't know what I'm saying. Portray right. yourself. Portray. <laughs> I don't know. If if you guys are bad and you know how to use TikTok, you can get it somewhere. True. Like, you can really... You can go from zero to 100. Yeah. You can... You can <laughs> <laughs> exhale. <laughs> you can go from working. zero to 100. Yeah, with And TikTok. with artists that are bigger, that, like, are, quote, unquote, being required to, like, mm-hmm. create these viral moments, mm-hmm. it's like... It's like, yeah, if you want to stay relevant, if you want to stay popular, if you want to stay whatever, then, yeah, TikTok is a thing where it's like you'll need to create, a like, not even create, just, like, have a viral moment. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. And so I think that that whole argument, like, I don't actually care. But I just think, and I think it also, when the big celebrities are doing this, it also takes up the space of the people who don't have everything that they yeah. have. Like, I just wish the people who are like, my labels making me make a tiktok would just make a tiktok just make a tiktok just make the tiktok just make the tiktok because then it takes away from the independent artists who are like yas tiktok yeah like yas tiktok like i need like people like it just it's i need people to rally yeah i feel like it's like it gives tiktok and music together a bad rap. And it, it like, it makes it superficial in a yeah. sense. Like, if you want to make music and you don't want to have, like, a viral, then, then just make your music. Yeah. Make your music. Put it out there. You've already yeah. got a fan base. Yeah. It's, it's okay, babes. Yeah, it's okay. Um, but I do think that it is interesting that what I've heard is that you cannot break through the music industry and get signed to a label without proving your success yeah. on TikTok. I've mm-hmm. heard that a lot. I guess that is a down. That is a bad side effect of it yeah but in in also comparison to how the music industry used to be i think it was tiktok has only opened a door i feel like mm-hmm. how how before mm-hmm. were you getting connected with labels exactly like it's just an i mean it's another layer of privilege but it's a yeah. more attainable layer of privilege true whereas like before like you had to be an artist who had like a rich dad yeah. or you had or like nepotism. Yeah. You know, and now it's like, oh, well, they require you to like have a following on TikTok. Well, okay, yeah. more people are going to like have access to that. Yeah. Yeah. There's always going to be like doors and like Yeah. It's always going to be hard to get bumps. connected to a label and to make it in the music industry. Music. Music. <laughs> and I'll be the first to say it, it is hard. Like sometimes no way. It, it is. Like, you know, you spend hours and hours and hours and hours working on something and you put your heart and soul into it and sometimes it just doesn't pick up. And you can spend like I spent a month making like I made a TikTok every single day. Like I put so much thought and effort into making TikToks and I only had one viral video. And it wasn't 
it was hardly music related. So it's like, it's a little frustrating. Yeah. It's how the cookie crumbles, though. It's how the cookie crumbles. And if you want to make it in the music industry, I feel like it's hard. Mm-hmm. So if like, you want to play the game, play if, the damn game. Exactly. <laughs> if you're not like, going to play the game, then don't play the damn game. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Like, I haven't made it in the music <laughs> industry. And it's really hard. And, like, sometimes I go, like, a month without making TikTok. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to. Like, so, like, they're valid. I just think it's mm-hmm. interesting. You're still up and coming. Yeah. And it's also that thing where it's like, TikTok gives power to, like, Kate Bush is, like, yeah. having a resurgence. She's literally a pop star from the 80s. Yeah. And she's having a resurgence. Yeah. And, yes, some of that, a big hand is, like, Stranger Things. Yeah. But I also believe Stranger Things used their song because she was blowing up on TikTok. Yeah, because she And before that, she was blowing up on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I don't watch Stranger Things, but I know that it's blowing up right now because yeah. of TikTok and mm-hmm. because of Stranger Things. Like, it's all, like, connected. Exactly. Like, if t- TikTok wasn't a thing, I wouldn't, TikTok. I probably wouldn't have heard anything about Stranger Things. And it's also that thing where it's, like, how, like, you have two songs out, and I feel like one went viral and mm-hmm. one is not as viral, but it's that, it's that notion that it's, like, you still put it out. Yeah. Because it's, like, you don't know. Years from now, it could blow up. Yeah. Or, like... In a month, it could blow up. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And that song, honestly, really, the whole release of it really frustrated me because I was trying. The release of it all. The release of it all. Because my first one just went so, like, just swimmingly. Mm -hmm. Like, I had, like, three viral videos for it. And then this one, like, nothing. Nothing picked up for it. And I think I have a little less than 3,000 streams on that one, which is still, like, wow. Like, Mm -hmm. nothing even went viral. And because of the power of TikTok the, for my first song, I have followers on Spotify. I yeah. have... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, monthly listeners. <laughs> I have monthly listeners. I have an audience that I can at least announce to on yeah. TikTok. Like, the power of TikTok really... And the people I have met through TikTok, mm-hmm. I've made, like, genuine connections on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I've found amazing artists that I've connected with. Like, it is crazy the way that TikTok... I feel like TikTok has opened music industry doors. Yeah in ways I'd never even expected and like interview just like the people I have spoken to and had like zoom calls with and Instagram DM like it's just it's a really honestly beautiful thing and I don't know how we got so on TikTok because that's not even I what was I about to say to I feel like about. we're really talking about TikTok <laughs> right now <laughs> do you want to move on do you have anything more to say about TikTok um I honestly don't have anything yeah. else to say about TikTok um but we well, <laughs> you, you can say something more. Yeah. Um, Actually, one more thing about TikTok. <laughs> no, not about TikTok. So, this whole conversation got started the other day because we were watching Wizards of Waverly Place, and I was like, "Damn, this theme song's good." Mm-hmm. Like, who wrote this song? Because I knew it was Selena Gomez who sang it, but I was like, "I don't, I don't know that Selena Gomez wrote this song," and. I couldn't find anywhere who wrote the Wizards of Waverly Place theme song. You somehow immediately found it. Oh, you found it on Spotify. Spotify song credits. Yeah. Just look I, up song credits. I, didn't think to do that. I was trying to Google it, mm-hmm. but I literally could not find that information on Google of who wrote the song, like yeah. who produced the song, who wrote the song. Um, all I knew was that it was Selena Gomez's song. Yeah. Quote unquote. Quote unquote. And before I was, you know, I, I keep saying, I'm I'm not in the music industry, but before I was, yeah, <laughs> like Jesus Christ, before, before I was a <laughs> charting <I> was a, <laughs> artist. <laughs> <laughs> no, but before I was trying to be in the music yeah. industry, I never even 
you know, mm-hmm. thought about it. And then I was thinking about, well, just really play theme song. And I was like, wow, like the person who wrote this song and the person who put all of the instrumentals together and made the melody and everything, they have been erased from this piece erased. of music. Erased. Plain of earth. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really interesting to me because as a society, we were just like, yeah. oh, that's Selena Gomez's song. But really, Selena Gomez is just singing she's it. She's just singing it. Sure, it's her song, but she's just singing it. Yeah. And that is a really interesting concept to yeah. talk about and think about. Yeah. And what do you have to say? Well, and similarly, it's... Similarly. Yeah. It's like um, with the kind of trend that went after Harry released his album. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, the do-do-do's sound like China Ann McLean's song. <laughs> and they were like, China Ann McLean's going to sue Harry. Like, Harry better get ready to pay... China Ann McLean. Yeah. And it's like, do you think she owns the song? <laughs> this is yeah. a Disney Channel show yeah. theme song. Yeah. She sings it, but she doesn't own it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just that the assumption that is like from like everyone is that when you hear someone singing a song, it, I think it's like the assumption that is like, oh, this person wrote this song, yeah. performed this song, owns this song. Yeah. It is, like, their song. Yeah. And, yes, we're talking about, like, a. am talking about, like, the Ant Farm theme song, and probably <laughs> not everyone thinks that she wrote that. And probably more people are like, no, she probably doesn't own it, and it's just a joke. But yeah. with someone like... With Taylor Swift. With, like, well, Taylor Swift does, yeah. Now she, does, she owns her stuff. Yeah, well, not, well, yeah. well, it's like, yeah. Taylor Swift, like, everything that happened with her and her, like, album stuff does kind of, like, open the eyes of people of, like, she wrote her stuff, but she doesn't own it. And then it's kind of like, oh, there's a difference. Like, there's a, like, there's a lot of parts that come to, like, even just one song. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I kind of got a got us off topic when I said Taylor Swift because that's not really what we're talking about. But, um. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um. But we can talk about, um. Oh, now I'm forgetting what, what we were talking about. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about how people, like, okay. I know, I think you told me this, that Ariana Grande doesn't write most of her songs. And I never even, like, whenever I hear an artist on the radio, yeah. it is my it is my assumption mm-hmm. that, like, Ariana Grande. Especially with, like, an album like Thank You Next. Yeah. It is my assumption that she wrote and she wrote the song straight up and that she had a heavy, heavy hand in producing it. And I guess if you're not like a music person producing, which I didn't know this until recently, producing is like all the instrumentals, like the zhuzh of the song and writing the song, I think is like a basic chord progression type deal. And, um, like the lyrics and the melody. That's how I understand it. It's like when you write the song, you wrote like the, blueprint of the song and then producing it is like all the instrumentals and like the final product and Um, yeah yeah like it's always my assumption that whenever i hear an artist do something they wrote the song yeah lyrics melody bone structure of the song yeah and it's like their mind baby yeah like their their thought baby of like the song yeah and that's not even true well and and not to say that like not, not not calling out Ariana Grande for not writing her music. <laughs> I feel like she does. She and it's that of like, 
I don't really care that she doesn't write her music. I just think that that's interesting. Well, she might like I don't I don't Some of it allegedly allegedly okay. I don't yeah. I don't know how much, but it's that thing where it's like, maybe she did play a part in it. Maybe, yeah. she, but like, what part does she play? Yeah. And then it's that question of, like, can you like did she quote unquote write this song? Yeah. And that's the even funniest part. We don't even know. Like you don't know, yeah. I guess. We don't know. It's her song, but like we don't even know. It's well, like well, back to Taylor Swift. Yeah. How Taylor Swift sold her songs to was Little Big Town. Um, mm. Better Man. I'm talking about Better Man. Oh and yeah, Little Big Town. Like it t- and Better Man. She sold that to Little Big Town and Babe. She sold that to the girl from Sugarland mm-hmm. and Little Big Town. One. Song of the year mm-hmm. for that song. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift wrote that song. Yeah. So it's like, but I feel like a lot of the public is just the assumption that Little Big Town yeah. wrote that song. It's their yeah. song, their thought baby. Yeah. But really, they bought the, like, I guess, the song. The song, but then they did change it enough right. to make it be like, yeah, no, like we have writing credits on the right, song. Right, right, right. Um, Someone who, if you know me, you're probably going to roll your eyes. I love Mike Posner. If you don't know about Mike Posner, you probably need to figure out about Mike Posner. Because I think that he is one of the most talented, authentic people in the music industry. And he is such a talented writer. And if you don't know who he is, he's the one who wrote... um, If I could write you a song. Make you fall in love. I love that song. Anyway, um, so he wrote that song in his own personal music career. Is successful in itself. Um, if you want to listen to his music, is listen it? to Mansions by him and Black Bear. That's my favorite thing around. Anyway, but he's wrote like he wrote "Baby" for Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, that was Justin Bieber's like come up. That was his beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know a song that's more Justin Bieber than "Baby." Mm-hmm. And Mike Posner well, wrote it. Well, I mean, when you think when I think of Justin Bieber, "Baby" is Bieber, end all be all. <laughs> no, when end I think, all be all song. <laughs> No, but like everybody in the world knows Baby by Justin Bieber. That's a Justin Bieber song. But Mike Posner wrote it. And I just think that that is the most interesting thing in the world. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not mad at Justin Bieber for not writing it. Yeah, no negative connotations. Yeah, I didn't need to know that Mike Posner wrote it, but I do know that. And that's just very incredibly interesting. Yeah. And I think it gives, like, I don't know. I wish it was more public information. And I don't know why I wish this, but. Well, yeah. Like I'm a, I'm like a diehard stand for Mike Posner, mm-hmm. and people don't even some people don't even know who he is, and, and I just want to be like, hey, he wrote Baby, like mm-hmm. he wrote like all of these like yeah. songs, and I just wish it was maybe more public knowledge that like. Well, it is public information, it but, is not public like information but not you, widely like you know Baby written by Mel, yeah. Mel, Mel, Mel Posner, <laughs> Mike Pose, Pose, Posner. <laughs> Posner. Um, Mike Pilsner. But, and also, you know, like how, who is it? Uh, Diplo? His name's always on every song. Mm -hmm. Even though, and that always really confused me because his name is Diplo, right? That's who I'm thinking of? Mm -hmm. Like his name is on every single song that he, I guess, produces. Mm -hmm. But, like along, like Diplo and Neo. Diplo and da-da-da. Like Calvin Harris. Yeah, like Calvin Harris. Like, um, and I like really Calvin know. Harris has an album, yeah, where it's just people singing his songs, yeah. 
And that's that, just, that always stumped me growing up. Like I never got it. I never got that. Now I get it. I guess. Yeah. Now it's I a get Calvin it. Harris song. It's a Diplo song. Yeah. But it's just interesting that that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. Like it's interesting how these two men just like decided to do it that mm-hmm. way, and that was perfectly fine. Yeah. And now they have the notoriety and the fame for these songs, even though they weren't the ones singing them. Mm. But how come it's the reverse with other in other situations? Like why is Baby not Mike Posner featuring? Well, Justin it's Bieber? I think Calvin Harris writes a song and then is like, I'm going to get this artist to sing it for me. I'm going to um, Fiverr order this yeah. <laughs> song for someone to sing it. But then another one is like, but like, ba- like Justin is like, I'm going to buy the song for you so I can perform it. You know? Oh, okay. Gotcha. It reminds me like another good example is like from pitch perfect. The lady who wrote, um, SNM for Rihanna. Oh, yeah. And I remember it being a big deal, not a big deal. Well, yeah, kind of a big deal because I was like, it's really cool that she's getting to like sing the song that she wrote for Rihanna. And I was like, she wrote S&M for Rihanna? And that was such a Who? huge. And Pitch Perfect. Who? Who sang S&M? <sighs> I don't know her name. Oh. But, you know. and th- She's in the movie? She's in the movie. Yeah. Oh, she's, I didn't know that. Let me show you. She's one of the, she's, she sings um. In the riff. <laughs> the riff. <laughs> let me tell you the plot of Pitch Perfect. <laughs> yes. See, and it even says song by Rihanna. Yeah. Like, writers are, I really feel like, erased from... Yeah, see, American songwriter, this is from Wikipedia. Yeah. American songwriter Esther Dean wrote S&M in collaboration with the producers Stargate and Sandy V, backed by bass beats and keyboard and guitars. Oh, this is just describing how it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but she wrote the song. Let me see her. Oh, I'm on the Wikipedia for oh. Rihanna. <laughs> but it's a song by Rihanna. Yeah. So what does it mean to be by? It's a single by Rihanna. Yeah. I just honestly don't know. It's just so interesting. Um, I mean, maybe it's even that, because I've even considered, like, sometimes I write songs that don't really go with my whole deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I've written country songs. I've written um, just songs that don't, like, go with my musical whatever mm-hmm. and vibe. vibe yeah and so i could see i could definitely see like selling those songs to people if there was ever like an interest mm-hmm. um in you know whatever yeah. i could see collaborating that way and my name wouldn't be on it because i wrote the song yeah but it's not my deal and that's all, that would be perfectly fine with me so i guess i understand it but would you ever put a, a song on your album that you didn't write um that's an interesting question. I think so. I think I would. But because I like I identify as like a singer songwriter, like something that is so <laughs> <laughs> she or a singer songwriter. Yes. Um like that is something that makes my music so special to me is because most of my music is coming from like especially lyric wise, coming from like a very specific event or emotion, or just whatever, and I use music as a way to, like, um, (laughs) express myself, Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, like, what music is to me, like, when I sit down to write a song, I'm thinking, what's the vibe of this song, what's the, what am I writing this song about, like, it is an all-encompassing experience, and I feel very attached, and I 
I am not just involved in the entire process. Like the entire process is coming from my mind. So when I release a song, it is very, I take a lot of, I don't know, pride in it. And I take a lot of whatever in it because my music is like completely from my mind, like my creation. And I guess I, but okay. So I used to be kind of like, maybe even a little bit, not snobbish about it, but just a little bit like, this is my music. Like, like mm-hmm. I don't want input from anyone. Yeah. I don't want collaboration. But then I recently collaborated with this lovely girl named Elizabeth um, Girardi. And um, she's a wonderful musician. And we worked on a song together that we're releasing soon. And she wrote some of the song. And like she's going to be getting writing credits on the song because she wrote the bridge. Um, she wrote the second verse and that really opened my eyes to the fact of like people can come in and make my music significantly better and bring something new to the table. And I never even consider that because sometimes I just get so protective over my music that I'm like, no one touched this. This is from my mind. Like, but it really opened my eyes. It can be a collaborative experience. It can. And And then it's like, well, it's, then it's not a question of like, the song is like by someone or written by someone yeah. and it's more of like a song created like by people who collaborated to make yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess I think because music is so personal to me, if I sing a song that if I put a song on my album that I didn't write, it would have to just be a song that I felt really strongly about and that I felt like, I, I don't think I could ever be the artist where I have people write songs for me and then I sing them and that's my album. What if someone wrote Storms by Fleetwood Mac for you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a great I song. I do love like, that song. You know, it's like, um, it's like that Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers lyric where she's like, oh, I'm not remembering the lyric. I'm a fake fan. <laughs> she's basically like, um, there's like a song. I didn't write it, so I learned the words. And it's, I don't know what point I'm trying to make. Basically, no, yeah, maybe it's like that. a song. Like there, there are songs definitely that you like. You listen to like, man, I wish I had written that. Oh yeah. Well, what if someone had taken that song and said, "You can perform this and put this on your album." Yeah. You can say this song by you. Yeah. Go ahead, take it. I mean, I would, like, if it, it would just have to be a song that like I felt like I couldn't pass up. Mm-hmm. Like again, I I'm not the type of artist who I have people write songs for me and then I sing them and that's my musical contribution to the world like that's just not my vibe because i have so much music that is coming from deep i have so much music is spilling out but it like comes from deep like that is like my passion is writing that's what the psychic told me she said my passion is writing she was right my passion is writing music i love singing like obviously i love singing i love playing piano but like piano and singing is like how i express my passion of writing you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like to have to be an artist that sings songs that were written for me, I just I don't think I'd feel very strongly about doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really where it comes in is like I don't really feel strongly about doing that. And that's also why I'm not mad at people who hashtag do not that. Mad. Not mad hashtag not mad. I'm not mad at people who don't write their own stuff because like their passion is probably singing. 
their passion is probably yeah. performing. Like yeah. that is how they express like their musical yeah. whatever. So it's like, all right, well go ahead. Yeah. Ariana Grande said like for like her first album, cause she had that song where she said, whatever that song is, one less problem or something mm-hmm. like that. Anyway, she said, a, she said a lyric that was like made no sense. And everyone was like, that lyric makes no sense. Like, what are you saying there? Mm-hmm. And she's like, the lyrics don't matter as long as my voice sounds good. Like if I'm okay. singing a song and, it sounds good and you're yeah. enjoying the song. The lyrics really don't matter. I think she's huh. changed her stance on that. Yeah. Now that she's like become more of like a little bit of a songwriter, but yeah. it's like, I like how I talk about it as if Aaron Grande is going to listen to this <laughs> <laughs> and then like get my ass. <laughs> like we're going to get canceled for this. Like Aaron <laughs> Grande, if you're listening, <laughs> but it's like, it's some, like there are singers, yeah. there are songwriters and there are singer songwriters. Yeah. You know, sure. there are some people who are just like singers. Yeah. And like they like imagine if Lana Del Rey didn't like she has such a beautiful angelic voice. Yeah. Imagine if she didn't have like her like songwriting ability and like drive for that. Right. But she still was like, ugh, you know, she has a beautiful voice. People want to hear her sing. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. And so, I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't have to be a writer to be a musician. I just think some people are. But then that leads I, me into the point of I think. Like, when I think of my most, most, most favorite song, sing, uh, musicians, artists, artists yeah, <laughs> there we go, it is the singer-songwriters, because yeah. I feel like I'm... You can make that connection with them. I can get like, that connection. I hear the music, and I hear them. Yeah, like, I feel like it makes the music just authentic. Like, when I listen to Lana Del Rey, I know that she wrote it, I can connect the music with her personality and her look and the sound of her voice, I can understand where the song came from and I can I feel like it adds more like it just adds more like oomph into it because mm-hmm. you're like the person singing this, this came from their brain, this came from deep inside and I'm gonna hear them out because of that. Or like Mike Posner, like Mansions is like a heavy hitter album. And it makes me relate to it because I'm like, Mike Posner singing this, Mike Posner wrote this, like this is like, this is something that came from him and he's giving it to me kind of like a gift. And it's like, I ought to listen to this. But when there's not that connection between the writing and the artist and the singer, I'm just like, um, I feel like I'm not being, I feel like it's not as authentic, even though I don't have a problem with it. And that's not necessarily true. That's just how I kind of feel. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of zoned out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was just our podcast. One of us is just like... Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I zoned out and I don't know where to take it from here. No, that's okay. Do you want to talk about um, how you feel about Taylor Swift <laughs> just generally? Do we want to get into her? Yeah, because I feel like she kind of is like the ultimate... No, not the ultimate. <laughs> I, I'm always scared to speak too highly of Taylor Swift. She's one of our ultimates. One of yes, I yeah. could, I could, uh, I could personally speak highly of Taylor Swift forever, <laughs> but I'll, I'll keep it down. I think no, this is our podcast. So speak true. It. Speak I think she truth. is like the ultimate, like especially just in the public eye, like singer songwriter. Her whole get is that yeah. her music is basically her diary. She's a ge- and also. It is our opinion that she is a genius of our generation. Genius songwriter. Like, yeah. Um, like, like, living legend, we're in the era of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, she is 
she's Beatles level level. Yeah. She's James Taylor's le- James <laughs> James Taylor level where it's yeah. like people are gonna be like, damn, wish I was alive yeah. for the day folklore dropped. You know, yeah. shit oh, like that. Oh god, yeah. Are you kidding me? I think, and I think that that's what bothers me sometimes is that like, and back again here with this me sounding like I have an issue with people who don't write their own music, but like, <laughs> I think that's what people don't quite understand is like Taylor Swift is a genius. And yeah. like you hear about like, like she releases something and everyone's like, ah, that's not that good. Like, oh, she's Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. She just writes about boys. No, like she writes about like pain. She brings it like from the depths of her soul and mm-hmm. writes the most yes. beautiful songs. And she's so involved in like, every aspect of her music like she writes all of her music like on piano or guitar and then she's involved in like the producing of it, and she writes all it like she is involved in her music and you can see that like in her documentaries and yeah. her videos and stuff and it's that and i think a lot of people assume that most artists are on the level of like involved in their music in the way that taylor swift is so it's like it's not it's like oh whatever she writes her own music but it's like she writes her albums like yeah. she constructs her albums yeah like it is her thought, baby. Yeah. Like, I want to just be like, y'all don't even get it. Like, like this is, like, <laughs> this is really good. Yeah. Like, this is amazing. Even if you don't like her music, even if it's not your jam, I feel like you can at least, you should at least uh, find out how good it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, Give it a little listen. Yeah. Like, have an appreciation for it because... She is genuinely, and especially, I mean, her whole career. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I'm I'm obsessed with it. But for Folklore and Evermore, like, those are heavy hitters. Like, yeah. those really will make you think. Um, I feel like we've lost the point of this because, like, <laughs> we, we're, we, we really delved into, like, a singer versus songwriter. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk more of, like, like, getting in, like, well, I guess we did talk about TikTok in the music yeah. industry. Yeah. But, like, in the same vein of, like, finding out that, like, maybe, oh, Rihanna didn't write that song. Yeah. There's also, like, the same feeling of, like, oh, King Princess is oh, the okay, let's talk heiress about of Macy's. And yeah. so, like, that's, and that's just, like, always funny to, like, yeah. think of, like, when and how an artist got connected to mm-hmm. the music industry and how they've made their... Mark their <laughs> how they've main how they have became who they are in the music industry. Yeah. yeah, especially with like people like King Princess, where it's like the big obsen- uh, like upset um, assumption with her <laughs> was that oh my god she just came from nowhere. Yeah, she's just like making this little music. Yeah, um, and then no, she's the heiress. Yeah, that meme on Twitter where it's like your favorite indie alt singer has their parents on Wikipedia are blue. Yeah. Yeah. And I never know how to feel about this because like in King Princess's case, I love her music. I think she's so talented. I love her music and she didn't choose to be born with money. No, it's not her fault, Mm -mm. but (laughs) I didn't choose to be poor either. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And maybe that's an envy moment, but sometimes it really does piss me off when people yeah. are like nepotism babies. And I'm like, damn, like I do really like your music, but like, wow. Yeah, it doesn't matter, yeah. honestly, for someone to be a nepotism baby, but it yeah. matters in the sense of like, okay, well, like, but you are a nepotism baby. Yeah. Like, don't act like you're not. 
Yeah. Don't act like you're not. But then also what? Do we want them to make a statement before they get famous and be like, hey, I'm the heiress to Macy. Like, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> like, that didn't necessarily need to happen. Was she keeping it a secret? Honestly, I don't know. I, but I, I don't remember how that all unfolded. I don't either. I lived it. I don't remember yeah. it. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that I feel like it probably is. Like, I feel like she probably would want to keep it a secret. Like, you wouldn't want to leave I know. that information. Yeah. I, I, I do remember it being like she acted as if she was just like from nowhere. Mm-hmm. I think as Americans, we, and maybe this is what I don't know. And I was thinking that too, like, as Americans. Yeah, well, as Americans, we are obsessed, obsessed. with a come up story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is like the American The Cinderella thing. story. Yeah. The Cinderella it. story is the American story. Yeah, the American dream of like, oh, I came from nothing and rags to riches. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like that is the whole American deal. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why we take such offense. Oh my God. Like, what? relate it back to what we were talking about in the beginning. Like, Dolly Parton. Like, I, I just, like, Dolly Parton is so mm. famous. She has a whole, like, I almost said theater. She <laughs> has a whole amusement park. Yeah. Like, dedicated to her. She has a whole fan base of that. Why? Like, yes, good music, but also we are obsessed with her story of rags to riches. Yeah. Like, she that's one of, something. exactly. That's one of the, like, like, the attractions is to, like, look at the recreation of her shack of a house that she grew up in. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. this, there's, you can sit down and watch a movie of how she struggled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, as Americans, we're kind of, like, we want the people we idolize to have come from humble beginnings, and we want them to completely, like, as, talking about music especially, like, write their own, like, when they, like, when an artist says, I made this album, we want them to be like, oh, wrote the melodies, yeah. came up with the lyrics, played a heavy hand in the instruments and like instrumentals. Yeah. Like the scoring, the arrangements of like where the song goes. Mm-hmm. Like, like we want that, mm-hmm. and which is interesting. Like, I'm not really entirely sure why we care other than we just want to see, cause the majority of Americans are not rich and famous and powerful. And I mm. think that we want to see, we don't want to idolize people who, began like that the other yeah <laughs> like we just don't want to because i don't know we're jealous maybe envy envy we just want to be represented um i'm not really sure you want to feel like maybe you can relate to the person yeah okay so now i'm going to talk about lana del rey which is uh, a slippery slope for me love lana del rey love and i just i have to be honest and appreciate <laughs> <laughs> i have to be honest she has made some interesting choices in the past as far as yeah, things she's chosen to say yeah. and do. And I do think that she definitely has contributed to the romanticiza- romanticization of uh, substance abuse and um, what's the word? White women tears. White women tears. And God, what, what, what word am I searching for? What are you Domestic searching? violence? That's not what I'm... Domestic abuse? abusive relation toxic relation something like that toxic stuff um i do guess she has contributed to the romanticization of these things but it is my opinion that she's a singer songwriter and she was she's speaking from the heart and that's That's my stance on that um so you're taking a stance on it no 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 you're taking a stance for it no 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 i'm just not here to say whether it was right or wrong only that i can appreciate it um Appreciate it. Appreciate <laughs> I can't appreciate her romance. Appreciate her 
pen. <laughs> her pen. Yeah. Um, all, all of that as a... I've, I'm forgetting every word I'm trying to say right now. Mm-hmm. All that as a... Uh, not prerequisite. Whatever. Just uh, before, let you know. Just, just so that, you that's can not, know. I'm aware. I'm yeah. aware. But I have to say I love Lana Del Rey. Yeah. I think she is a... Oh, my God. Genius. I think that she has written... Like, when you think about music, that's like... Like, she has written my... <laughs> She has written my favorite music. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think she's good. She, she has written my favorite music. Um, and um, anyway, I was watching a series about her on TikTok. And um, I'm actually going to say who the person was who made this series. Look at you. Cite um, your sources. Citing my sources. And I especially like her new stuff, too. Her new stuff is very singer-songwriter. Yes. Um, okay, so Strawberry Oats 4, the number four ever, made a very long series about Lana Del Rey, f- like her life from start to finish. And this is to contribute to the conversation about like nepotism. Mm-hmm. She, her, her, both of her parents were in advertising, I think. Yeah. And she did come from money, supposedly. Yes, she did. And... The her whole thing is that I don't know that she benefited from that because she she went to rehab, she went to a boarding school, mm-hmm. and then she moved to New York City by herself and couch surfed and like played shows and stuff. She didn't like have like it's not like she moved to a penthouse in New York City, she couch surfed and then she moved to a trailer park and um there. I didn't even know this, but the girl in her series was saying that people um, did not... There was a lot of opposition to Lana Del Rey when she first started because people just honestly didn't like her music. And they thought that she was being inauthentic because she was kind of glamorizing um, poverty and substance abuse and Mm da-da-da-da-da. And they were saying, you know, she doesn't even... That's not even her... She doesn't have humble beginnings. So how are you going to glamorize that? And how is that going to be your get if that's not even you? And then it was also a big thing because she released video games when, and the girl said in her video, she was already signed to two smaller labels. Yeah. And she released video games. It went crazy, crazy big. And then she released um, her Born to Die album under a big label. I honestly don't remember what label it was. Um but anyway, in the interim, she performed on SNL and people were mad that she got to perform on SNL with only one single, which I think contributes to the nepotism conversation because people are like, in what world is someone with one single performing on SNL? I mean, honestly, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I didn't know that she only had one single out. Yeah, she had her Lana Del Rey, a.k.a. Lizzie Grant, first album out. But that's not like that was oh, like yeah. a massive success. The one success was video games. That mm. was like her claim to fame. And she got a SNL performance. Um, and then she did just... Interesting. An interesting job on <laughs> SNL. Yeah. Like historically, that is like one of her most talked about and quote unquote worst performance, even though she's gone back and said, Oh, it wasn't that bad. Like, but mm-hmm. she got 
flamed for that SNL performance. It was very eccentric. Um, and she, so people were mad at her for that because it's like, okay, so you're going to get on SNL. Um, you're, you have these humble beginnings. You're from a trailer park, da, 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 but somehow you landed yourself on SNL, mm-hmm. um, w- with one single. And also she released her video, her music video for video games and it was like a DIY, like clearly like done on her own camera in her house. Um, like, and she edited her music video together for video games. And she really, really had this entire DIY coming from the trailer park, very just image. Latina. she had this whole deal going on to the public but she was already signed to two record labels and about to be signed to a huge record label Mm -hmm. and her dad was uh apparently wealthy and and i i may be not saying exactly the right thing i don't this is not if you're listening we're not don't don't ever think we're saying the correct thing (laughs) yeah these are not facts these are (laughs) in fact we made some of these (laughs) up no this is this is what i heard from that girl's series and i'll hearsay yeah i may not be exactly saying everything right but that's what i got out of it um and that's just so interesting that like um lana del rey is like my ultimate artist i uh, she's idolize her probably. Yeah, I do, and but she had all this controversy. She's a liar. She, yeah, apparently, and that's just very interesting. And it's very interesting the amount of backlash that she got because of it. Mm-hmm. Like she got like pushback, and she's always gotten pushback, but especially back then because she was apparently portraying something that was not true, but. She did have to go to rehab when she was a literal child and she did live in a trailer park. And so that's an interesting, like how authentic do people want others to be? Because those two things were true. And then she did sing about it. Yeah. And that was her, her image. Like, it's not like she just pulled that out of her hat. Well, I think people get very, it hits close to home for a lot of people when it's like, people come from money yeah it's a big thing because there is there i think there is a big difference between choosing to like have Mm -hmm. like this struggle Mm -hmm. and then it it being forced upon you it definitely changes your life it changes your perspective like and so when people find out that like someone comes from money it's like up a trail almost because it's Mm -hmm. like well, you should just like say it. You should know that, like that, like it's not your lived experience that, like you've like you've struggled in that particular way. Not to say that they haven't struggled, mm-hmm. but it is like in wealth and status is a huge thing in America. Yeah, it's a huge thing worldwide. Yeah, <laughs> even that it's like it's an important part of your story. Yeah, do you come from money? Yes or no? Yeah. Do like especially especially generational yeah like wealth like it's a big part of like everyone's story is even in different countries do you come from money yes or no yeah it changes everything about you yeah it does but i mean i mean obviously i think i'll go to the ends of the earth to try to defend lana Torre for whatever reason (laughs) but you know it's like we don't she may have came from money but 
what if her dad didn't give her money? Like that was the whole thing of like, she was like, I'm doing it by myself. And then people were like, no, your dad probably gave you money. What if he didn't? Like, we don't know. Like we don't know. We don't know. And I don't know why I'm turning this into a cancel culture thing, but like, <laughs> like you don't know what you don't know what people are going through. You don't know. Like you don't but you know, can, but you can make, but that's what I'm saying is, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to cancel her. I'm not yeah. trying to, Make an argument if it's yeah. a bad or negative thing. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah. It. You can make assumptions. Yeah. Like you can go ahead and make it. Go ahead, make those assumptions. Yeah. That, um, be simply because someone came for money, they lived a little differently. Their opportunities oh, were a little sure. different. And yeah. even if her dad didn't give her money, even if she chose to reject it and mm-hmm. and couch surfed mm-hmm. she it's not still the same as back. the lived experience yeah. of poverty yeah yeah she still had probably someone to fall back on if she needed to and also i think coming from money gives you social standing gives you the knowledge of how like her her dad being an advertising, she probably already had an edge yeah. going into the music industry of like, this is how I can portray myself. This yeah. is, these are the type of people I can talk to. This is a, like coming from money, coming from exactly. a family. Yeah. Like you have built in information, even hell, how to sit at a dinner table. Like I feel yeah. like, like there are so many, you, you have the in the seat, like the secret language. Yeah. Yeah. One time, this is completely off topic, but one time I went to dinner with these people who everyone at the table, like they obviously came from money. It, that wasn't like the, they just all did. I know that they all yeah. had a lot of money. And when we sat down at the dinner table, like they put their napkins in their lap yeah. and they like set up their utensil. We were just eating a normal dinner yeah. in Charlotte, like nothing fancy, but even just the way they carry themselves to that extent. I would never even think to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I would not know how to set up mm-hmm. my utensils. I would not know that that was something that needed to be done ever. Yeah. So then if I was, I feel like even like down to that kind of thing, Yeah. like coming from money, it's the little things, it's the little tiny things, just baseline. And then yeah. it's the huge things. Like there and are then it's things, the huge things. Yeah. There are things in this life. I couldn't begin. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And whether or not Lana Del Rey or really anyone decided to, um, I feel like I'm actively changing my stance from the I beginning. know. I feel like you're like, what? Actually? <laughs> Wait, actually. Well, I just, I hate that she was so hated on for coming from money and such a pushback when really all she wanted to do was be an artist. But regardless of that, this is just commentary for whatever. It, it Like, there are things I don't even know what I don't know in terms of social and connections and financial responsibility like i'm already we are at a disadvantage because we did not come from money in ways that we don't even know yeah so yeah exactly and so to make her story i came from poverty like you can probably just like tell girl no you didn't right when it's like you can make your story i rejected my generational wealth and to gain new expect to gain like new experience or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But then it comes with the question of, so you rejected your money. Did you actually? Right. Like, do you still see your family on Christmas? Right. Your family doesn't give you any money for Christmas. You don't right. like, what about like 
you know, there's all these things of like, just because they might quote unquote reject it, yeah. do they actually? Yeah. Like, do they actually? And then I think it comes to a point of like, do I care? Honestly, I don't. Like, in some cases, I do care. But w- right now, talking spe- specifically about Lana Del Rey, I don't give an F. No. Like, like I yeah. don't care. And it, it's like, also Like, listening kind of, to the music, it doesn't change it. Yeah. It's also frustrating that artists are so, like... And the girl in her series was talking about, like, after she went on SNL, after everyone got mad at her for... Um, essentially, they were thinking she was an industry plant. They started, like digging into all of her personal information like like got her to her core like things that she never said in interviews things that she never wanted public like they were digging in and like bringing up all this private stuff about her to like kind of like take her down and it's like that's insane like she is a musician why do you care why are why are you doing this like that why is this what it's about you know that's a good question. It I don't have the answer. Just a good but question. That's, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Asking you guys why. <laughs> why? Why is that what this is about? It's just, it's so, and I guess because being a successful musician or famous or whatever, it comes with money and everybody wants money and everybody, if someone has money and you don't, uh, you, you know, yeah. you're upset for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, no, which I yeah. get it. I I completely understand it. But it's just interesting how uh, I I don't really know where I'm going with this other than yeah there's there is like nowhere to go with it it's just why does it why? come to that why? sometimes like why do we care so much yeah that someone didn't have humble beginnings if like you're just listening to music yeah and also it's like like it's not evil like it's not like immoral to just I don't know. Is it immoral? I don't know. I'm not like to pretend that you've rejected your like, like the King princess thing. Like it's not immoral for King princess to never mention. Oh, by the way, I'm the heiress of Macy's. I think it's immoral because you're selling something to us and you, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why, (laughs) is that why it matters? Discovering. Um, yeah. But then, but then it's that thing of like the assumption that when an artist is releasing music, this is their whole thing. Like, yeah, you know, like you're selling us you when it's like, well, why can't it just be about the music? Yeah. And then I'm stumped right why now. Why can't it be about the music? Well, what if they didn't even write the music? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're just performing the music. Why is it about the music? Why can't it just be about they're a good singer? It's, yeah. a, it's a nice song to listen to. Yeah, it. I guess it. I guess it matters in the point of what are you getting out of the music? Because I think as we've kind of made it obvious, when we listen to music, we are getting an emotional experience out of it. And that emotional experience is a connection to the artist. And in that sense, we're getting relatability out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that too, like, honestly, I don't listen, I don't, I don't listen to music that has that gives me an emotional experience unless I can like be like relate like relate to it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I don't really care to listen to someone else's emotional experience and be like, oh, never felt that. Yeah, yeah, that's not really interesting mm-hmm. to me. But some I guess there are people that are just like and not people, there's music out there that so I listen to it just because like um like uh, I, like 
again, I'm scared that people are going to listen to this and I'm <laughs> like, I'm not trying to cancel it, but like, like no offense to like Dua Lipa. Yeah. Per, per, no personal offense yeah. to a good friend, <laughs> Dua Lipa. <laughs> My bestie Dua. But I listened to her album, um, Future Nostalgia all the goddamn time. Yeah. Cause I like to run to it. Yeah. Like, I think it's like amazing music to run to. I yeah. honestly think a lot of the lyrics are vapid and <laughs> I could even guess that maybe she didn't write a lot of that album. Right. Not, again, allegedly, I don't know anything. Yeah. Dear Lipa, not coming for her. Yeah. But it's just, I, like, I listen to that album all the time, though. Yeah. Because it's just, like, what I run to. Like, it yeah. makes me feel good to run to it. Yeah. But other songs I, and other artists I listen to because I want an emotional connection to them that I can relate to. Yeah. Yeah. I and, mean, yeah. there's a lot and, of, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> There's a lot of um, uses of music. There mm-hmm. is. Um, and if I found out that Dua Lipa came from the richest person in the world, like her family's the richest people in the world. I wouldn't care. I wouldn't give a fuck. Uh, she probably does. She probably, yeah, sure, maybe she does. And d- I'm creating a hypothesis right now. Like uh, someone like Lana Del Rey, she writes emotional music that makes you feel something. So maybe you get really invested and you yeah. feel a little bit vulnerable. And then maybe it's like, oh my God, I just found out that they don't have the same experience about me. And maybe like your feelings get a little hurt. And that's how I related to her music. Yeah. And it's but like, you didn't go through that. You didn't go through that. And you're, you got my streams and you got my vulnerability and I yeah. got invested in you as an artist and your music. And you're selling me something that I went through, but you didn't even go through. Yeah. And maybe that's the Bitch. issue bit no don't say the b word just um, saying it like a exclamation <laughs> not calling or labeling anybody just exclaiming um, yeah i don't know i mean i feel like i could literally talk about this for hours but and and come to no conclusion because i don't know the or come to the a conclusion world. and then keep talking about it <laughs> well are well, you I wanting to wrap up i'm not mind. wanting to wrap up i feel i think uh, let's make this the longest episode <laughs> okay what else do you have to say i'm just hungry well i oh uh, true i'm so hungry too well i was going to talk about Lord. Oh yeah. Lord is a huge artist where uh, her fame is because people made that emotional connection to her mm-hmm. and basically like, like oh, I hate when I want to use a word and I can't think of the word. We've been struggling with that today. Like make her like the patron saint of mm-hmm. the teens mm-hmm. and like struggling teens not even struggling teens, just like teens of that generation when, yeah. when we were teens. We named her like she is our voice. She's she is our representation. Queen, yeah. And so it's like a lot of music can have that power where simply because you relate. Yeah. That it creates a movement and it creates fame. Yeah. And imagine if all of that stuff that Lord had written was just like fake or she had faked. Right. A lot of whatever. She's a symbol. She not only sold us her music, <laughs> but she sold us a story. A story. She sold us her. She sold. She sold us a symbol. Not that she was trying to sell us anything, but she did. She sold us a symbol of those teenage years. She mm-hmm. was a teenager. We were a teenager. She I feel like yeah. I feel like. Yeah. What? Sorry, go on. <laughs> she made amazing music that encapsulated the emotions of being mm-hmm. a teenager. And uh, what it felt like. Yeah. And th- I think that's Lord's whole thing. Yeah. That she wanted 
to be a voice for those people that she wanted to like show that especially teens of that era had our own sort of like power because of our experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I she, think I just said a bunch of words. No, I, I got you. And she spoke for the people. She spoke for the people. I felt represented by her because it was kind of like, I guess similar to Lana Del Rey in that era. She was not like happy. Yeah. Like she was like dramatic. She was, and moody she was moody she was you know having a moment underdog yeah and i think once again the underdog thing not you're yeah. we're gunning for the people who aren't on top and because we don't well, really i always love top. an underdog i do too i, I do love too. an underdog because like yeah but okay so then that leads us into so interesting how everyone turned on her when solar power came when out solar power and you couldn't out. relate to her. I couldn't relate to her anymore because she's not the tumultuous queen anymore. She's happy. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy. She's happy. I can't relate to her music. And I feel like a lot of people are not happy. She's happy. Like, I feel like people mm-hmm. were angry that she tried to release a happy album. Um, and I feel like once again, they felt like they got a little bit, um, got their feelings hurt because they were like, Oh, we thought that she was, our depressed queen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she released a happy album and it was like, wait, 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 you're happy. Yeah. I'm not happy. What mm-hmm. the fuck? And then they're like, Lord sucks. Lord sucks. Yeah. And it was like, a lot of people called it like tone deaf, mm-hmm. but it's like, we had all just like come off. We had all just like come off the like COVID. Like, mm-hmm. well, I guess we, I don't know. We'd all just come off the COVID like depression. Yeah. Of, like everything sucked. A lot of realizations were happening and, people weren't looking for like good time music. Mm -hmm. They were looking for music to kind of voice that. Mm -hmm. And, but if you look at Lord, she's been in New Zealand, Mm -hmm. New Zealand has literally been like leaps and strides ahead Mm -hmm. of the U S when it Mm -hmm. came to the pandemic. So she's been having a completely different experience Mm -hmm. than us. So we couldn't relate to that. Mm -hmm. But now it's funny that now that summer's coming back around and everything's a little bit more open Mm -hmm. and a little bit more free, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> i am free in this country now oh, that the God. country is free again <laughs> um people are liking the album yeah and it's also that too that new zealand has different seasons than us yeah she released it during new zealand's summer but our fall yeah and people were like stupid yeah like that, this is i even said that i was like that's yeah. stupid this is a summer album why did she wait so long to release it like yeah. you missed summer it was her summer yeah, but it was her summer yeah and also, uh, considering context, she is now, ever since, uh, what was her last album other than Soul Power? Melodrama? Mm-hmm. Ever since Melodrama, she is rich, famous, yes. and in hiding. Yes. Like, she doesn't, like, when she's not making music, she says goodbye. She goes home yeah. to New Zealand, and she does not, she doesn't do the whole famous thing. So, uh, yeah, she's going to be happy if she's mm-hmm. in the place that she loves rich. with the people she loves. Rich. Duh, she's going to make a happy album. And could you have imagined the backlash had she created this dark, moody, similar vibe to what she did mm-hmm. a long time ago? Everyone would have been like, well, what the hell are you talking about? Mm-hmm. What issues do you have? <laughs> what issues do you have? <laughs> Tell me, because mm-hmm. you're rich and you're famous and you, you, you know, like, it's like you can't win. I'm not saying that either is right or wrong, but I really feel like. You almost have to be able to anticipate the public. Yeah. And just you have to be able to anticipate where you're going to meet them. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like with melodrama, same thing. Like she could like p- 
pure heroin is very like suburban like struggles. Yeah. But melodrama was like personal relations, like yeah. your struggles with like your like lover mm-hmm. or like your friends or like in a, and that can be relatable. That is kind of like well, I guess it does kind of change with class too, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like across the board, across the gradient of class. Yeah. People can relate to that. Yeah. And then if she had done like solar power of like struggles with the pandemic, then that would have been like a class giveaway yeah. of like, no girl, actually that's not the, yeah. the, the mass public does not feel that way. Yeah. But she still could have written like an emo ish, like sad album that is she, like relating on something that, didn't involve that separation of her yeah. and the public. Yeah. But she didn't want to. She and didn't why wanna. are we mad at her? <laughs> she got it. It's her music. Like, yeah. why are we like, oh, Lord, what the hell? Like, it's her music. It's, and I mean, she wrote a song about her dead dog. That's pretty sad. But she didn't go with the super emo style because uh, emo is the wrong word, especially in terms of music. Yeah, totally um, not emo. Scene is what we should be saying. <laughs> Screamo. <laughs> Her screamo style of music. <laughs> her her mel- melancholy yeah. sound. Um, melancholy. Her melancholy. <laughs> mega mind. Uh, <laughs> her mega mind sound. <laughs> having a mega mind reference in our music <laughs> podcast. Um, her melancholy sound. She she didn't go with that one because um she didn't want to mm-hmm. and she doesn't have to and if you would give why <laughs> Matt if you would give it a chance <laughs> you would just shut <laughs> and listen like solar power. The, the Man with the Axe, that's one of my favorite songs. I love that song. Like, people get so wrapped up in what they want out of artists that they don't even take a second to be like, well, what does this artist, what does this artist want? They're yeah. the artist. It's really interesting. If you want a melancholy album, um, go make it or something. Or find Melonic. a different artist who, who, like, you know, it's just like she received so much hate for Solar Power. And it's like, can y'all just, like, chill out? Can we just chill? Can we just chill? As like a society? Can we just <laughs> like, like chill? Don't stream it. If you're yeah. so bothered by it, just simply don't stream it. She fell off. Yeah. Like just say you didn't like it or don't even say you didn't like it. Just don't like it and move on. I don't know. I feel like I don't know what my deal is right now, but I'm just like, I don't know. I think the music industry is very interesting. interesting. I was going interesting. to say interesting. Interesting. <laughs> place and it's just so funny like the i feel like the whole summary of this podcast for me at least is that it's so funny how much of music today isn't really about music at all to Man, some I degree just about the music I just want to be about the music no imagine if people had said this shit about like beethoven <laughs> <laughs> man i could tell you did not come from humble beginnings <laughs> But, you know. It's just, it's just very interesting. We me. just ask a lot from artists. We do. And I don't but know. But also, we give them a lot. We do. So is it fair that we ask them? Maybe sometimes, but maybe also not sometimes. In certain parts. Yeah. Certain it's a gray people. area. It is a gray area. Okay, do you want to rap? Yeah. We can even talk about rap. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't think we need to. <laughs> no, we don't need to. <laughs> and let's talk about rap. And now let's speak on this. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think that's all I can say for. There's definitely more I could say, but that's all I'm going to say right now. Yeah. Um, done. Done. If you made it this far to the episode, thank you. Thank We're you. We're gonna give you a surprise <laughs> little 
We're going to do a giveaway. Smooch. Mwah. Oh. <laughs> Give away iPod my touches. smooch. <laughs> um, no, Hair but clip. iPod touches. For real, if you got to the end of this, that's really celebrate like we want to say thank you for getting to the end of this episode yeah because this is something that me and tyler are obviously really passionate about but maybe Mm -hmm. some people aren't so if you really listen to this well also it's it's, this is probably gonna be our longest episode yeah and like not yeah and like podcasts are kind of hard to listen to so like yeah to get to the end of the podcast is really hard yeah but feet yeah it's it's feet it's feet so we want to say thank you, and we want to give you a secret code. <laughs> I don't know. I want to give them something. Okay. Something secret. Let's give them... Um, if you... Hey, if you got it this far, wear green tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> if you got this far, let's all wear dresses like to subscribe. school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. you this far, thanks. Thanks. Honestly, just thank you. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in general, thank you, because... We Thank really enjoy doing this podcast, and it mm-hmm. is absolutely lovely to hear that people also enjoy it, mm-hmm. and that there are people who listen, and I think that's really sweet, and I appreciate that a lot. But yeah, um, send us your questions and send them. your comments, and da, 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 da. if you want advice, yeah, my God, oh my God, well we can give you. We are the ones for that. <laughs> All right, yeah. DM us on Instagram, whatever. I'm not whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I, I don't even care. <laughs> I don't even care. Yeah, I'll whatever. go fuck. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm just cool about it, you know? <laughs> just, just be cool. Whatever I'm you just do, cool. just be cool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Sushi time. Sushi.